0: What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If it's your first time here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our investing academy. It's that first link in the description below if you're looking for courses and training. But today's video is gonna be such a fun one. As you can tell by the title of it, we are gonna be going over my biggest wins and my biggest losses in the stock market in 2020 slash 2021. We're basically gonna be looking back a year. I think that's a good timeline and um, yeah, basically going a year back. So you're going to get some carryover from both of these. I will just say, if you if you hear something weird in the background, I don't know if this uh, mic's going to pick it up, it is very, very windy right now where I'm at. Uh, funny story, my brother was golfing uh, yesterday, or he was golfing earlier today, and I'll see if I can get the photo, a tree got uprooted and apparently it sounded like a big thunderstorm. The question I asked was, why are you even golfing in the first place if it's, uh, it was hailing and everything? But that's besides the point. That's very much besides the point. But I think this is going to be a fun video. I think there's really a lot to learn from this. You'll get to get an insight, a sneak peek into some of the stocks that I currently own, which is something that I very, very rarely do. And we can actually learn a lot from both the good picks and the bad. I will just say something very important. Just because we go over some of the stocks that I own for my personal portfolio, That does not mean that you at home, the viewer should be going out and buying these stocks and that they're appropriate for you. In fact, as we'll look at in this video, the timing of the purchases makes a crazy big difference difference and you can't just you won't do uh well as an investor it's not a successful strategy to just copy what others are doing so i just want to make that very very clear if you guys enjoyed today's video do take a moment to give it a thumbs up if you appreciate me kind of sharing this and taking a look beneath the hood actually a lot of this it was fun for me digging this information up because i hadn't looked at it until uh, prepping this video but let's start with stock number one which is one that we've talked about on the channel before it's the company oventive ticker ovv This was the company formerly known as Incana, and this stock for me is up about 50%. By the way, I do document all of my trades, every single move I make in the market uh, dating back to about 2019. Since I started the Academy, Um, I've been documenting these. You will, I'll pop it up for you on the screen, the date, the ticker, um, when I purchased it, when I sold it, et cetera, et cetera. But anyways, With Ovintiv, this is a fun story because I was down heavy on this oil company and I don't often dive into the oil uh, energy sector. It's one of my least favorite sectors, that and gold for this exact reason that it's extremely volatile and it's very tough to stomach uh, a drop like this. But I was down over 50% on my position. In fact, I actually dug up the exact write-up. This goes back uh, basically over a year now. This is what I wrote a year ago. Lastly, Ovintiv uh, has been an absolute dog to own down about 50% since my first purchase. But does that scare me? No way. Just added more to bring down my average cost basis. Keep in mind, uh, this will represent a smaller position in my portfolio relative to my great positions, my great positions like Berkshire and new flyer. Uh, it will be about one third in size when the position is fully built. And by looking at the share price, this has been a rough stock to own for decades. But again, timing is very important with this stock because if we look at a one year number and again, I purchased the stock in March. So this is as of March 30th, close enough. You guys get the idea. Oventive off lows is up 889 percent since uh since the drop or since it bottomed out and it was a very tough decision for me to go in and decide to double down on my position or i shouldn't say double down but average down on my position actually if you look at my total cost or my my total uh portfolio or my total position size i am finally up in the green uh we've made about 50 percent return after averaging down and it's a great example of how even if a stock is getting crushed, if you have conviction in a company, if it's one that you have assessed uh, does have upside by actually bringing bringing your average cost down, by going in and buying more, it can actually turn out quite well. And in this case, it clearly did. So Oventive stock is up over 889% today. Unfortunately, I didn't participate in a lot of that because I was actually coming out of a hole. However, uh, we're gonna start off with that one. Uh, Again, I'm up about 50%. So that's a fun one to start off. Stock number two is another one that we talk, I talked about all these on the channel, but stock number two is the company New Flyer Industries, ticker NFI. I purchased this stock actually with this one. So this is actually about a year, uh, March, about exactly a year ago that I purchased New Flyer. I am up about 60% since. And this is another case where the stock chart does not look pretty, but if you look at it on you know, a one-year number or you look at it off lows, the stock has done very well. The timing of when you buy stocks and when the market op- uh, represents opportunities for you is crucial to being a long-term investor. And that's why I'm saying at the top of this video, you can't just go out and buy this stock now and assume to get uh, similar results. The timing is huge. And what's funny about New Flyer, and, um, and I actually did buy New Flyer again, you'll note here, I purchased it in March. I purchased it again in September because I did really feel the stock was undervalued. And that's two bulk purchases within a, a six-month period, both capitalizing on these lows, Again, I'm up about 50, 60% on that this position. This was another one of those cases where it was very tough to do, but you stick with your gut. You kind of put the emotions to the side. And so far, the returns have been great. New Flyer, by the way, is a company that makes uh, buses. They make um, electric buses uh, actually all around, rich, all around uh, everywhere, really. But especially in my city, you do see the big TransLink buses. They're all made by New Flyer. Nevertheless solid performance and what I love about both of these stocks is that when they started to drop after purchasing it all the comments flooded in about how uh, How crappy these companies were and how uh, you know, you're losing money on them This or that you can't judge a pick waiting three months six months after you purchase it You got to give it some time in fact looking at this on a one-year basis is fun That said we can assess these picks realistically five years ten years plus down the road, but we're doing this for fun anyways Next up for me is the simple company of Disney. Disney shares are up about 72% for me. I purchased Disney back in May of 2020. This would have been right during the COVID pandemic. Uh, Disney was a company that I owned on and off and I do want this to be, uh, excuse me. I do want this to be a long-term play for me. I consider this one of the core holdings in my portfolio. Now that I found a price that, an entry point that I actually like with Disney, as you can see from, from the lows, the stock has done quite well. I've pretty much participated in all of that because I was essentially starting a new position with Disney. Again, I was jumping in out of them. That's up about 70%. They've really benefited from the Disney Plus growth. And um, I think it's been actually a great success. There was a lot of questions about whether that was going to be the case or not. Disney, I think, is very hard to argue with. It's one of the big, boring companies. But it's still, a 72% gain is very, 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 very nice. Very, very attractive. I can live with that. Next up for me is the company Anta Sports. Ticker A-N-P-D-Y. This stock for me is up over 120% since I've purchased the company. And I did a video a while back on them. I purchased this stock in April of 2020. So coming up on about exactly a year now, and this company has, uh, it did very, very well. It has sold off uh, despite the sell-off. Yeah, still up over a hundred percent. And this has been one of the, the more tougher hit stocks in my portfolio as of recently, as I covered in a recent video, I was talking about stocks that I would buy if they kept falling down. I haven't added to my Antis shares yet, but it is one that I'll be closely monitoring. Uh, This is a company that's growing like a a weed, growing like a wildfire. One of my fun holds in my portfolio that really doesn't get a lot of coverage out here, but it's been really uh, one of my better performers over the past year. And I do want to finish this one off with a little one. Um, It's the company Carrier. Carrier I sold out of. So this is one of the stocks that I no longer hold, but I took about a 200% gain Uh, Actually, it was over 200% gain that I sold Carrier for. I sold this, this one here is showing the cells when I sold Carrier and Otis. Uh, Otis did well too. Sold this one in December of, in December of, December 28th, 2020. And actually on, on the screen, you'll be looking at basically Carrier's performance. These guys make the air conditioning units and whatnot. They have been basically rolling since they hit the market. Now, of course, this isn't a new company because actually how I owned uh, carrier was that I had purchased UTX, United Technologies, aka Raytheon, aka carrier slash Otis right before the split. So basically when this chart, in, in, since the inception of this chart, I had inherent uh, inherited some shares of this company because they split from, uh, re, oh my God, I can't even talk right now. I got some shares from this from United Technologies and um, I ended up selling them back in December for this would have been actually my best gain over the past year or so. And these winners are by no means massive winners, okay? These are not uh, shooting, shooting the lights out. I'm very pleased with some of these performance and these are some of my top picks, but don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, uh, you know like show off these massive gains because they're not massive whatsoever. You see a lot better gains, but these are gains that I'm very happy with because they're very, very, uh, I wouldn't even say realistic. These are probably better than what I expected over a one year period. Granted, the markets have done very well. That said, I- I'm very pleased with some of these and the goal of your portfolio is to have uh, more winners than losers. In fact, in this case, let's transition on now to actually some of my biggest losers of 2020. And again, it's not to cherry pick data or whatnot, but I only have two to show you guys there are two positions in the red in my portfolio and really technically there's only one because this ten cent position that you are looking at I actually just purchased ten cent uh, it shows to here that is down five percent um, that's not entirely accurate because I already I've been buying ten cent since I started this YouTube channel so dating back to 2017 uh, early 2018 which is a long time ago now but that's when I started this, 2018 was really uh, the inception of it. I was buying 10 cent heavily. So that's actually been one of my better performers in general. Uh, that was in a separate account. And now that 10 cent has started to come down, I did actually add 10 cent again in this new account. So this doesn't really count in my opinion. Uh, if you're buying a stock within a week or within the, you know, very recently it's up five or 10% that doesn't really count, but that does lead into my biggest loss so far. And really the biggest loss that I've had, uh, I'd say I've probably had ever when it comes to investing in the stock market. And that is the company FANS, ticker F-A-N-S dot C-N. This one does not trade on the uh, TSX because it's a much smaller company. As you can see, I bought this stock very, very recently, February 22nd. So just a month or so ago, this is in 2020. This is the buy along with Lucky Martin, which is going to be another winner for me long-term. This stock I literally bought at the peak If you take a look at where I bought this, this is as close as it gets, February 19th, February 2020. I pretty much bought the peak of this stock and it is down 50%. I have lost half of my position in this company. This is the uh, speculative sports gambling play that is based right here in Vancouver. I did a video about them, which I will go ahead and link up for you guys. And I have got a couple questions on them. This is my big and really what I would consider my technical only loser in the portfolio. It's so funny that the one speculative play that I take, um, of course, I come into it with a speculative uh, mindset and mindset approach, and I'm completely happy playing with this money. You'll note actually the position weighting, the size of this company, very, very small in the big picture. It represents 1.3% of my portfolio. So yes, it's been crushed, and it just goes to show the timing was terrible. You know, it's funny how uh, with this stock, I I put myself in the position of, You know, we started this video off talking about how I averaged down on Oventive and how I took it took a lot of guts for me to say, holy, like, should I go in and add more money to this quote unquote losing stock? And it turned out to be a phenomenal decision in the long run. When I compare a company that I have confidence in to a speculative company like this that I bought blindly knowing that this is just play money, just going to have some fun those same principles do not apply and for me if you're wondering what my plans are with this company it's still too early to tell um, more likely than not I would cut my losses then go in and add more to this company because this is already my little speculative money I've already went in with my play money and said this is what I have, can afford to lose you know it's if I lose this money life goes on it, it is what it is but um, I, I don't want to be throwing good money after bad if that turns out to be the case and as I touched on in that video, with these companies that are so small and speculative and haven't proven anything yet, often it is just a coin flip. One thing that I did like about this company, if you take a look at that video, was for a penny stock, for a company that's just getting started, they had I don't even wanna say the word decent financials because they, they didn't, but they did have some decent uh, financial health ratios. One thing also was that Morningstar does actually have this company valued at a 33% discount as of a very, very fresh uh, valuation. Today I'm filming this video, March 20th. This was two days ago. They had the stock at a 33% discount. Um, this actually was higher. They obviously lower their price target whenever the stock goes down. So it's, it's a tough one. And uh, what are my opinions on the stock? Well. That's kind of what happens when you deal when you when you play with fire Sometimes you get burned and luckily enough for me. It's just a very small position I'll actually wrap up this video with a thought on fans but I did want to show you guys my one final loser and this is The biggest loss that I think I've ever taken and I don't know if we'd even consider it a loss, but here here it goes Tesla now this story dates back to 2019 as you can see here i sold tesla in 2019 11 14 in november and although technically on paper i actually made a gain here's actually my um this is an article or this is a this was my clip that goes back uh, really over a year uh, quite a while ago good morning guys this morning I decided to sell my Tesla position at three hundred and forty nine dollars per share if you've been in the group for the past few months you know that I purchased this stock as a swing trade see my previous emails this stock totally cratered after purchasing it down 25% but I didn't panic I didn't sell but since Tesla has totally rebounded and I was able to lock in a smooth profit of 36% gain I said in hindsight this trade took a little longer than expected because my I didn't uh, the the stock had cratered after I purchased it. I didn't really um, that wasn't what I was hoping for, but I'd say it turned out to be a success. Look at that. Look at that right there. I'd say it turned out to be a success. I still think Tesla has room to go higher, but I entered into this position with the intention of a short-term holding period, and I intend to stick with my original thesis. So there's two I mean there's there's good and bad with this article. I'm when I look back, I learned so many lessons, but I'm also proud that I stuck with my gut in this case. I sold Tesla for a 36% gain, but clearly, if we look at how the stocks performed since. Um, I highlighted here basically how the stocks have done, um, even after this sell-off, how much money I left on the table by selling out of there, that to me is my biggest losing investment. So it's, I know that's kind of a cop-out one because I didn't actually lose money, but if you do factor in opportunity cost, I could have made a lot of money. Now, hindsight, of course, is always twenty twenty. Looking back, so as investors, we can't think like that. That actually can get us into a lot of trouble if we are constantly looking back at what could have been. But um, nevertheless, it's uh, I I consider this this is a big fail. This was an epic fail on my part. I'd say my biggest fail. um, Like I said, on the plus side, I entered the stock. As a swing trade I entered it with a short-term horizon I said listen I'm gonna hold the stock for a couple months see how things go if you actually look at how the stock looked in my um, in my little uh, write up here you'll note that it was just hitting this resistance line and it was something that I thought hey um, it had been trading in a range for a little while um, it was you know I think I did again, I, I can live with my decision, but of course it just sucks because we all know how, uh, how the rest played out. But really guys, that would be my fun little video here on some of my biggest wins and losses over the past year. I know that was technically 2019. I'm going to consider that the past year, cause I do want to share that with you guys and to really kind of give you a takeaway of what I, what did I take away from looking back at this? Because this is the first time I've done this in a long time my entire portfolio is green aside from those two positions. And yes, we looked at some of the high, the nice ones that have done quite well. But if you look at the bulk of my portfolio, 70% of my portfolio, aside from the very good. And then these couple of very bad ones, they're all truck, along, chugging along super steadily. The Brookfields, uh, the Raytheon's, the TD banks, these ones are like, they're not flashy enough to show you guys, but I'm making solid returns on all of these because my portfolio is structured in such a way. Uh, Obviously you're gonna weight certain companies more or less depending on the conviction you have. Great example with fans is just such a small component. You look at companies that I, um, take a company that right now, Brookfield is one that I've been saying for months is uh, like a, a great buy after it dropped in COVID. That actually represents a bigger portion of my portfolio because I have a high level of conviction. These are the types of things that you have to weigh when when you're constructing your portfolio. And I think really one of the big takeaways is that you can do well as an investor by investing in pretty much boring companies. They still do well. One of my best performing stocks to date is the company Disney. And people glaze over Disney because it's a uh, old stock. It's a stock for kids, RESPs and whatnot. That's not the case. My philosophy on it is, is that if we can build a, a portfolio, majority of these gradual winners we can do so well over time without taking on too much unnecessary risk. Uh, The fans, the lessons that I've learned from investing in fans, again, it's been a month, so I I don't want to be premature here. But so far, you know, when you buy these high flyer stocks, you're at the, you're at the helm of the market, right? If it turns, which just comes down to pure luck and timing, you're going to get crushed in this, in this case of mine. Um, and I'm glad it represents a fraction of my portfolio versus my entire portfolio, because that's a very, very different way to approach a stock like that. Um, of course there's space for it. Yes. I, in hindsight, I put it at a peak at the wrong time, but you can't, you can't know for certain when you're buying that stock at a good time. Those types of stocks can turn on you at any given point. Whereas with a company like Brookfield, with a company like Disney, um, a number of the ones that I've named today, you can invest in those. You can sleep easy at night and you can do very, very well as an investor. And that's a sustainable way to invest. So that's something that I always buy into. That's something that I always will. But that'll wrap it up for today's video, guys. What did you think of this video? Was this fun? Was this lame? Was this... uh, is just showing off like you guys tell me you guys let me know in the uh, comment section below if you guys do appreciate me going in depth with this stuff and just kind of sharing you some insight into what I'm doing do hit this thumbs up if you're not already subscribed do take a moment to do that as well and hit the bell for notifications and of course if you want to learn about uh, the stock market if you want to increase your knowledge if you're a beginner click the first link down below to learn about our investing Academy obviously if you're a student of the Academy you get to see every single move I make that's one of the many perks that said We may also, if you're tuning around this long, I'm super excited to announce too, I'm just rambling on here again, but we are very likely going to be releasing basically like a stock trades update um, subscription, something very, very low price where very, very affordable that if you want to keep up with us, if you want to use some of the tools that we use Um, see the portfolio, see the trades, it'll be extremely cheap and um, that will be coming sooner than later and I will keep you guys up to date with that but I hope you guys are excited for that. If you're wondering why I was wearing a toque this whole video, somebody said in the last video that I need to get a haircut and um, I would probably totally agree with that Um, but yeah, toque it is. As always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.